Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Source Code. I am the social media superstar. I am the glitch in the system, and I am Jay Walker. And got the chance to sit down with a fellow Winnipeg pro wrestler uh, in PCW. He's been heavyweight champion a couple of times. Really good friend. Somebody who just kind of changed my perception about a lot of things. I've talked about him before a little bit, but here um, I get to sit down with him again. I stopped by his house and... We wanted to just catch up and tell stories, and we've got ideas, and we're trying to put things together. And I think we were together for like three or four hours, and we still didn't get to everything we wanted to talk about. This isn't four hours long. I'm not those kind of podcasts, but uh, I thought this would be interesting. And so um, this particular episode, there's going to be a few coming out with Jackie's conversation. This one is his story uh, through pro wrestling and his struggles as heavyweight champion and it was interesting to hear because it's a plateau that i haven't quite reached yet it's something i am desperately working hard and striving for and uh, this is just his experience uh, as being on top and the pressures that uh, he had in that situation so uh, on the other end of that enjoy and uh, we'll catch you guys next time thanks for listening so weird for me because like I won the belt which like eluded me I never thought about going for it at that time but in the back of my head you know we booking ourselves we're like we obviously make a character that we think could be the champion the best thing and I had my idea of it but at the same time I wasn't doing it because like I was given a character essentially like here, this is Jackie the Jet Lee. I want you to go out smiling. These heels are gonna beat the crap out of you. Next show, the heels are gonna beat the crap out of you. We're gonna fight up, and like that wasn't the idea of who I was, but I could play around with that. So in the ring, I would do that, but at the same time, I'd still do my own thing to find that medium because I'm like, I know Andrew's not watching entirely because 2017 he asked me what my finisher was. You know, <laughs> I've been the champion for like three years at that point. Yeah, like dude, yeah. okay, it could have been 2015. I don't remember now. But yeah, so I, I play within my boundaries, but at the same time satisfy what the boss wanted. Yeah. But at that time, I won the title, and I wasn't supposed to, so that's why it was weird. Yeah, what like, was um, AJ Sanchez was the champion, and then he got in a car accident, so he had to right. vacate. Right, right. And then they were going to put it on Scorpio, but I think, I think essentially you guys vouched for me. Like, Scott vouched for me, and then the crew was like, I think Jack should go, because he's been working hard, he's the guy right now. And... I guess Andrew took that, like, because of everyone saying it. He's like, okay, well, the ball's on you, and if you drop, it's on you. So he kind of gave me that platform, and he was like, okay, we're going to do this tournament thing, and then you're going to win barely, you're going to win barely, and then you're going to do this best of 
three best of five series with Scorpio, which you finally win at the end of him massacring you. Because he was top heel guy at that point. Right. And I was like, all right. And when I won it, I was like, I did did it. Like, (laughs) I thought I was really proud of the match we had. Like, it had, it was a hot crowd that day. We told a good story. I remember I got to steal his finish. So I, I, like, tombstoned him and got a two count, which was really cool for me. And, like, at that point, I wanted to work guys like him that, like, that level above me. Because at that point, I was working a lot of, like, the same guys. I like working Scott because we're, we're like, iron sharpening iron. Every time I worked with him, I trusted him so I could do things that I believed in. And I'm one of those people, as you can tell now, that I get better by just, like, learning from other things. And I could, like, I'm intrinsic in that regard. So I don't need to, like, keep working different people to learn. I learn from everything else. I learn from watching and doing and practicing and training. Yeah. And... With Scott, I felt comfortable in that regard where, like, in the ring, I won't worry about if he gets hot at me for trying something. So I was able to do that and push it with him every time. And, like, at that point, Scorpio was someone I worked with a little bit, but he was pretty clean in the ring. He was snug, but he was crisp, and he's worked guys like Kenny in the past and mental health. Yeah. So when I worked with him, it was nice, and he put me over. It looked good. I felt... I don't know. It, like I thought I'd feel like the sense of accomplishment after it, but I didn't particularly. I felt really proud for the guys because I felt like we won. As like how much we kept trying to like start RCW and your your NXW and all these new like we're trying to push these young guys, but no one was taking it. They're all like, "We book you, you're gonna lose to our veteran dude." Or Andrew's like, "We gotta feed you to the veterans of our show." This is, sorry, uh, just for context, too, for anybody listening to this that doesn't know. No, it's okay. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting, because, and I think it just, rela- um, I think this is what's happening in WWE a lot of the time, too, now, is that the guy at the top isn't nostalgic, per se, but he sees his peers who are around that same age level as the stars. These guys are legit, whereas the generation underneath look like cosplayers they're playing just perception wise because they're younger so they don't know as much they need to listen to me and they need to believe in my vision and it's cool to have two separate visions but i think overall that's just a perception that is happening and it is something that we push for and the one event that sticks out the most is one of the premier cups which is like a one night tournament and they had you work kenny scott worked mike angels beaver worked chad tatum and there was another one Scorpio worked. I was out the first match. <laughs> That's all I remember. No. And you would think one young star is gonna like break out and like just to kind of get that little bit of a rub. No, all the top stars. Oh, and yeah. we were fighting really hard. All, all those guys were around, first one. and a lot of these guys were just part timers. <laughs> yeah. Won all those matches, and it went to them. And, and, the, and a lot of them, you can tell talking to them backstage, they didn't want to win. They didn't want to win. They, they didn't, didn't want to do it. They there. wanted you to look good, but. Yeah. But they were told yeah. to, like, you know, do their thing. And that's not a necessarily a critique. Like, it's the vision and it's yeah, his baby, it right? Yeah, it's just pointing it out just to show, like, that's the kind of thing that we tried to push against just to create more opportunities for ourselves. For sure. But I, I, I would argue, like, hopefully this doesn't sound egotistical, but I would argue I was one of the hardest workers at that time. My work weight was up there oh, yeah. and I was, for me, watching myself back, I was really crisp in the ring. And a lot of my friends and other people that came to watch the shows, they would say, there's a lot of people here that look like 
not professional backyarders, but you look real. Like there's a few guys that look like real wrestlers at that time, which is different now. They're like it was like you, you. There's Kenny, and like that was it. They're like you guys look like real wrestlers. You guys look like you could be on TV. And I took pride in that because every show I would come really prepared. I'd look a little better, more fit. Yeah. I, I'd start myself on the day. I'd tan a little bit. I'd shave all my hair off. I'd have the look to present myself every time. And also the work rate, of course. And I'd always be in my own head with all the crazy stuff we'd planned for matches. Yeah. But it was, it was weird that time because, like you said, all the, the veterans were booked to like kind of be the stars of the show and we were trying to break out we just wanted a chance yeah back then because pcw was our best shot to do it because all the other ones like steel town and stuff we're just gonna have you in as an extra guy yeah but pcw we had like this fighting chance we had time every match and that was different so took advantage of that you know and i think if Andrew never pulled the trigger on me there um i don't know how many more stars he would have been able to develop at that short time. And also because, like, we did less shows shortly after that. Yeah. And, like... Was, I, I think he was, he was very burnt out at that time, too, right? So that, that was a struggle. Yeah. Uh, I was, like... Yeah, I remember... To backtrack to what we were talking about. Yeah. I, I won it, and then I just felt proud for the guys because it felt like we won. Remember, yeah. we had, like, a crew dinner after. I don't know if you were there because you always had to run. <laughs> but crew dinner and, like... Everyone was just so happy. Like, finally, one of us, like, yep. we're holding it, and, like, we're the guy. And, like, I felt very prideful for the the crew, yeah. the network of guys, the click that we were all. And I felt like a, a lot of pressure was on my shoulders to deliver, but I was ready for it then. I was going to say, what what did being the guy, like, mean at that level? And, like, for me, I always held myself at the high standard. When I watch my matches back and other people's, I always compare myself to, like, I have to be as good wrestlers can you make an AJ Styles like the top of the everything I, I don't compare myself to anything less and that's why I work on it always okay. from my posing to my facial expressions the angles I was trying to like piece it all together to even Styles in the ring I'd mix like some submissions with the every so often high flying mat to the, my specialty being like strikes yeah. and trying to find my own with like the one inch punch and palm strikes and stuff I was trying to find that balance but making it me but I would only compare myself to like guys like AJ and Kenny, which made me always push myself at the gym, always what we talked about that before we lost everything. Yeah. Like always me watching everything I could and keeping up with it all was because of that. I need to like I, I heard stories of John Cena. Every show he'd sit in the camera and watch everybody and give them advice and stuff. Like I wanted to be that guy. Yeah. But at the shows, after I won the title, I couldn't because um, Andrew had this thing about putting too much pressure on me and I can say this now because um, I, I get where he came from and doing putting the pressure on the guy and like yeah. he put the pressure like, oh, you know, if the house is small, then it's kind of on you. Like he'd make these little jokes that I took seriously. And like I was the face of every poster. So if the crowd is small, I do feel that responsibility. If they don't stay for my match, I feel responsible for that. And he put like extra pressure as well because of. Uh, our rivalry with CWE, he'd compare our product to theirs. Right. And he, little did he know, like, the pressures I dealt with at home. Like, my home life, my cultural life with an Asian family, whole different ball game. And while they didn't give a two shits about my wrestling career at all, like, yeah. my family outside of my sister never seen me wrestle. Like, even when we were on Shaw TV, we didn't try to catch it. No. And none of it. I tried to show a match once, and my mom looked away at our lunch meeting. Like, they won't even... 
they'll find every excuse in the book. And like, I already put enough pressure on myself, comparing myself to the best. And like, you, you've seen me in the past in the locker room. I'd be in my own area. Like, I wouldn't talk to anyone besides my opponent. And yeah. like, I need to kind of pace and like repeat the match. And I'd always be critical of myself and pump myself up and be nervous before every time. And it's because I felt I put so much pressure on myself, but other people were projecting the pressure onto me as well. And if I didn't have that part, I probably would have sailed a little better. But I get that no one understood my story. How could they, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I've never told anyone this stuff. So, with that pressure, it made me feel like I disconnected a bit with the locker room. Like, uh, these newer guys coming in, like, I shake their hands. I Unfortunately, it'd be hard to remember their names because I remember their face, but I'm trying to memorize this 15-minute match with choreographed fight scenes and yep. storytelling and what happens after. And at the same time, Andrew would bring in these other guys that I've never worked with, and he'd kind of build them up to me behind their backs be like oh by the way he's hard to work with here he's still stubborn here he kind of shit on them behind their backs to me and then in front of them they'd be all buddy buddy and as we talked about empathy I'm seeing all their things and I'm like I don't like how this works yeah. and I just want to get along with everyone but he's trying to like he's trying to like fuel us you know yeah. put the little fire by our butts but I don't need that as a person so he didn't get that and like putting that extra pressure it was, it was kind of weird for that regard and then I'd feel uncomfortable. Like, there's new guys coming in, and I've never worked with him, and Andrew's telling me he's hard to work with, he's a little sniffier, he doesn't like this, 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 but he wants to work with you. I'm like... But in those yeah, were, those were like, like older guys coming back, or was that... That... Um, guys from out of town? I don't think anybody came from out of town. Out of town? Wasn't as bad out of town, no. because luckily I've worked with most of them. Yeah. Back when I did more out of town shows, so that was good. But usually bringing a guy in, but that I've never worked with, or like, you know, I did Angels, I did... Um, Royce, ATM, Mentalo, and all that. Yeah. I think he had a relationship with them, and then he'd talk about them to me privately right. in a certain way. Yeah. You know, these same guys, you've heard him bash <laughs> yeah. in front of us. And I, yeah. don't, I don't like that. I, no. You don't hear me bashing people behind their backs. I don't yeah. like that. But he'd do it, and then in front of them, he'd be like, buddy, buddy, high-fiving them, talking about these old times, making jokes. And I'm sitting there, like, it's just... It's too much for me because, like, I don't. It seems so fake. Yeah, I just want to get along with these guys for me, who I am. But instead, that's very much the traditional way. <laughs> yes, yeah. right. It's just that it's that small and bubble, especially at the local level. To, to and it goes both ways for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, and I can only imagine how what he tells these guys about me of like, oh, Jackie's a hard hitter. He's a young guy. He's gonna want to go and do. And like, that's not particular in me. I want to work with other people's strengths. But if he's telling people that already, and I have no say in this. It was psychologically burning me out in that regard. I was right. like, I feel like I was playing with too many mediators. I will let you know, too, about the pressure of just, like, focusing on the match and staying with your opponent. I, I, I don't know if it's just my introvertedness and my desire to, like, continue to climb the ladder, but I'm totally like that, too. So, like, you're not alone in that respect. I could feel it from some other guys. Yeah. I mean, just, well, like, <laughs> the ones that we, we take it very seriously, we want to knock out that performance because the people out there deserve that, and we just want to better ourselves. Yeah, we want to better the show as yeah, well. exactly. Have these young guys have a standard to go. A higher sense of pride yeah. in, in what's going on. We, yeah. we felt pride before of, like, PCW guys because there was like a crew of originals that have never worked like CW at that point. Yeah. But we have a pride to being a little different, right? Yep. And it's like I think that pride was uh, like it had its strengths because it made us like really want to push the envelope. Yeah. At the same time, it was made fun of by a lot of people like, oh, these look at these guys turning down opportunities and such like that. So. It was weird. We're just picking our battles. You don't need to work yeah. every day of the week and kill your body. And yeah. like, just be smart with it. And then if you 
did it our way, then you get labeled the weekend warrior or like, oh, you're not really passionate about it, but they don't know where we come from. But you hear about it, and if Andrew or someone else is talking on my be on my behalf to other people and they don't know where I'm coming from, then I feel uneasy because like then that was happening. I was And the only person I told stuff to was Scott at that time because like he was open to listening to me. And we created a real bond at that point because we're had a lot of common interests in matches. We've watched matches together, spent a lot of time together. And like, I felt open enough that I could tell him about my personal life. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in the wrestling locally, they, they're less fortunate than I am in the sense that like, I, I grew up, I have not a lot of money, but I, have, I was lucky enough that my family made money and like, I was... Yeah, that's great. You know, have opportunities and such like that. Yeah. And able to go to schools and like university and such without having to worry about that but with that there's other shit that pile up and yeah. screw you over yeah. you learn about that following any celebrity at some point they reach a threshold and they're like oh by the way my mental health has been fucked up this has been messed up I need a break so every single one that yeah. reaches a certain threshold like they'll start talking that way and it was like that for me but I felt like if I said that to anyone backstage they'd be like suck it up kid like here's the reality of it I've done this and I didn't need to hear that because I already heard that at home right. from my family. Yeah. And they didn't want to hear the rest of my story. Just like none of these guys knew the rest of my story. But Scott, because he came from money, like he, he was very fortunate when he was growing up. Yeah. He understood where I came from. And instead of bashing me for having those privileges, he, was, he understood and he was like, no, dude, all your issues are equally as important totally. like, to you. Like, and that is important. And you bottling them up, like it... It's not that good, so just tell me. So I was just telling him. And, like, that really helped. And he's he's one of those guys that he had the fortune, but then he left. He was like, no, I need to chase this dream. Exactly. So, yeah. it, that same thing with me. Like, when I graduated high school, I was like, I'm saving up for Storm Wrestling Academy. I'm going to the school. And my parents were like, no, you need to you need to become an accountant, a lawyer, or a doctor or something. Not even a doctor. They wanted me to have a desk job that was super safe. Yeah. Not damaging your body. They're like, doctor, you're around gross shit, so it's not even worth it. You got to be a lawyer, <laughs> an accountant, a dentist, uh, all that jazz. And I was like, no, I need to do this wrestling thing. And they didn't believe me, so I just worked a lot. And it was so difficult because I work with them. Yeah. And people think that's good. They're like, oh, lucky for you. Look, you have a job and you have it easy. You get taken care of. You get food if you want. It's like, yeah, imagine the psychological shit I went through because I'm around them every day. I'm getting driven home from work, and it's like, so what are you doing for school? What are you? What's the plans? And and like, it puts you in that mindset. When you get home, you can't like I can't do anything good for myself because now I'm all negative and all this stuff is just eating me away. Totally. And yeah. all I want to do is escape. And luckily, my escape was wrestling. My escape was playing online games, and I had friends online that I could be genuine with. While my parents didn't want to understand me. But I understood their shoes because they're refugees that starved their entire lives, man. Like, Different I get worlds. it. I, yeah, I totally get it. Just like, but the reality of it is, I was willing to understand where they came from. They're not really oh, yeah. willing to understand where, like, I come from. But, you know, that it is what it is. Um, they work really hard, so I'm, I'm not trying to bash them or anything. Right. But, so that with the wrestling world... Uh, people didn't understand that and I felt like if I expressed that I'd just get the you know suck it up kid well you're lucky we've been sleeping in cars and this and like yeah. well I have two but I also dealt with like it was a difficult struggle so I felt very much like alone 
And then if Andrew's talking for me, I can only imagine what he's saying about me to these guys, which is totally like not truly me. Right. And I've also dealt with different life experiences that have really had to shift me as a person. And nobody knew about this stuff. And Scott would only know maybe half of it, but I was so glad to have someone to share that with. Uh, fast forward to my point though, like with that, I didn't really like, I didn't fall into that pressure when I became champion because I felt like I had all this pressure and I, I wanted to prove to myself, not to anyone else that I could do it. Chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, if you put the ball on me, I want to be a really good champion that people talk about yeah. at PCW. And, and when they come to the shows, they, they're like, they know me and I think I did that job. Retrospectively looking at it, I still get people come up to me that say like, dude, you want a really good guy from Winnipeg and you had a really good match, I'd like to see you back, which is a testament to that run, I think. I think, yeah, even just looking back now quickly, like, you had youth to the main event scene, you were very, like, flashy and created dynamic matches, it wasn't always the same thing with you, um it felt like a main event too like I'm the one designing the posters for PCW so I always made sure to make you prominent I've never but, asked to be the cover no but I, <laughs> I felt it was important to establish you as the face just perception wise within our little fan base and just to the boys even like it's only the boys looking at the poster anyways yeah. right just to see you there you're the guy I also never like I never took it fully where I'm like I'm the shit and I think a lot of guys thought I thought that way because like I think yeah, Andrew maybe. would tell them like, oh, he's the guy now, and like I never that never shifted for me. I never suddenly was like, I'm the fucking shit. I'm the veteran now. I'm I, like, yeah, I'm tell- I never I, got that vibe. It never me. happened, and yeah. like I think people thought of me. The ones that came in, like right. when I worked at Human Royce and stuff, I think they thought I was like that to begin with. Because that's then, how they were. Then we, we kind of got along. Like I, I like these guys. Yeah. Like we don't fully agree with everything, but I'm able to listen to anybody yeah. and not argue with them. I, I respect everybody's journey yeah and yeah it never clicked with me for being the the checking guy but i felt after a while i'm like oh i'm not conversing with these young guys maybe they think i'm this way too like i i don't know them that well i i used to know that like all the new guys yeah yeah and i felt bad at that point but uh at that point just everything was adding up um uh scott was having his issues with with life and um and visas and such and for me I felt like I was bottled, bottlenecked into some degree. Like, I wasn't creatively expressing myself how I wanted to. I was being the champion that Andrew wanted for his show. And it didn't really fully align with what I thought I could be and who I thought I was. What, what would that have looked like? Like, if you had full... I didn't really need full control, but I felt like... Uh, I wanted to portray myself like that guy that thought he was a shit. I thought that the transition should happen. Um, when I won the belt the second time, I thought I should have came out and cut a promo such as, um, hey, like, not fully healed, but be edgy. Yeah, like, yeah. guys, like, the first title run I had, I was the champion PCW needed. Now I'm going to be the champion PCW like that I need to be yeah that I PCW wants like this is who I am now I'm officially the grandmaster and no longer just the jet and make that transition instead I never had that chance so I just started coming out as a grandmaster I'm like you know what I'm just gonna start incorporating it but I never had the opportunity to go and cut that thing because I don't know he had plans already for 
Like uh, Heel Faction, probably, to cut a big problem. Well, no, I think he, he never gave it to me when I made the Heel Faction. Right. Like he, he had a plan of, like, no, I need you to be that young guy getting beat up by the veteran that comes back uh, in. Okay. Of like, through, I, When he had Rooks come in, he's like, I need him to be, like, the gatekeeper. Of, like, Kenny had to go through him to be the real champion. So I couldn't be a grandmaster. But I'm like, but it makes sense still. It's like, I should still think I'm the shit yeah. when he comes in. Like, he could own me a few times, but I think I should still be up sometimes. But it kind of... different. Yeah, different ways of playing it rather than just the way he sees it. So I thought that I should have that moment of, like, officially, I'm, like, I'm the face of this company now. And suddenly it happened through the posters and from every match. Yeah. But I never had that moment to express it and connect with the crowd of, like, hey, guys, I'm, I'm the one and only Chinese wrestler. Here, you're not going to get this anywhere else, not in CWE, not in HIW, anywhere. Only where I go. I pick my battles. I'm the highest paid guy here. All that flamboyant jazz. Yeah. And then they'll invest in me because it'd be like, oh, like, I see where he's coming from now. You, you felt very one-dimensional and only be able to tell stories through your matches. Well, I, I get it because, like, if you were the book of the show and you had the only Chinese guy in Canada at yeah. that point, well, you'd want to work him in whatever you thought of. I get that. Um, but at the same time, like like we talked about earlier, ideas are one in dime a dozen. You just yeah. get them. And I could see myself come out with so many different angles but for me, I could break down what I thought. Like, if I enjoyed it, it would have been better. It's like the Jericho thing. He could do anything, but if he's enjoying it, he'll make it great instead yeah. of just good. Yeah. And that, I think, was... Like, that's where I was at. So I never got that. I got to tell stories in the ring. But at the same time, it reached a point where instead of able to do that, everyone that I started getting aligned with matches, they expected to have this nice match. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, I get to work Jackie, I finally get to do this like match I've been dreaming to do that no one else is able to do with me. Yeah. And everyone that came in already had plans with me. And I wanted to please everybody because I was like, <laughs> yeah, I want to give everyone that came in feel like their 20 bucks was worth it, their 15 right. bucks was worth it. Right. And I don't know about the rest of the show, but I know that my match will be worth it. So I came out with that chip. Um, anyone that I was signed up to do, I played to the strengths and tried to deliver something. Like, I was really happy with the match we did the last one. I was going to say, the Somerset one. I was going to say, me included. I brought you to Somerset so me and you could have a match. Knowing that Andrew would be there because he would watch and go, okay, Jay can go toe-to-toe with Jackie. Because for some reason, perceptual-wise, I don't know if it was just you running with the belt and the way he sees me, it just, it was never going to happen. But it's like, it's something I'm pushing for because I feel like winning the title for me, I, I feel like it would be the same way where it's like, okay, I got it now. This is a really cool thing. And I would want to do better for the show so like I want to like I want to bring people up with me yeah you know? that's and exactly I think you're it. much the same way I, so I like I just that. so I, I booked you in Somerset for an NXW show to show Andrew I can do this okay. and then we did get the match eventually me and you it was, it was yeah. April right yeah okay. yeah yeah you can talk about that <laughs> I don't know no, I don't agree yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> well I had like a lot of ideas for me but yeah. like with AEW and everything that was working out for Kenny being like, free to do whatever he, he did. Yeah. I'm one of those that can dissect people psychologically just being around them. And I was really lucky and fortunate to be around him a lot in the locker room. And I could envision my character being the best thing it could be. It was, like, this mixture of Jackie Chan, Ip Man, Jackie Chan, and kind of, like, my own swing to it. I thought I could kind of be the goofy, like, Asian guy, but also, like, Every Jackie Chan movie you see, he's kind of goofy, archaeologist, whatever he is. And yeah. then, you know, though, when a fight scene happens, you're like, glued to the seat yeah. watching Jackie Chan do his thing. Yeah. And that's what I thought I was, 
uh, be. I'm like, I can be like kind of goofy and like, because Kenny did that. Our first few promos we did was like, Jackie, you're the jet, goofy thing. We saw saying chocolate rain together and everything. And I thought it could be really fun doing the goofy thing, mm-hmm. Jackie Chan thing. But in the ring, I wanted it to click where um, I could take a bunch of bumps for people and make them look really good because I bump well. And then have that moment where, almost like the Hulk up moment, the fighting spirit, but like I start doing the Asian, like no cell fire up mm-hmm. and like blast off a bunch of strikes. But every time I pitch that at people, they're like, oh, they had their own ideas about it. They're like, oh, I want you to hit me the strike. And then I no sell back and hit this strike combo. And like they never wanted to really do my ideas. Right. And I was always a giver, so it didn't work out. And it is what it is. But, um, I, that was my vision of what I thought Jackie the Jet Li could be. Kind of like evolution of if I could become the Grandmaster thing, I could eventually transition to the the Goofy thing um, mixture. Because yeah. at that point, they've seen me serious in the ring. Yeah, they that. didn't see that serious side ever. Only in that TLC match. And I thought if I had a promo thing after that, it was like, I did it. I just We just went to war in one of the best PCO matches ever. Like yeah. We kill each other in this ladder thing. I'm officially the guy. I have... Two belts, like, here it is. But I didn't get the opportunity. It was like, okay, here's your next defense. Back to... Back yeah, to and I'm playing one. other people's strengths. Um, but if I could transition to that, to, like, the Jackie Chan mixture thing, then I don't need the belt. Then I could, like... I could kind of boost anybody up from just working uh, whatever program with them. Right. And that can transition to backstage clips, because I was already seeing the future of, like, if we can make... Like, being an elite, being a backstage show thing, I was already talking to you about doing the backstage show thing, and I had these fun ideas of putting guys over because I have a few extra guys that are willing to do stuff with me that are just my friends. Right. And I had that mask gimmick. I thought it'd be really fun if, like, I had these friends come out in the mask, and they were kind of like my lackeys, like, I'm the grandmaster, these are my people. And, like, they could be my lackeys at first, and then eventually, like, when I lose them, that's when I be more relatable with the, the Jackie Chan s stuff. Yeah, but the backstage things would be extra fun because I could have these two guys in a mask like stand there with me and then kind of just address the crowd, and be like, you're, "You're facing an army here. I'm training like the future and all this stuff," and then play around with like a newcomer being one of the people in the mask, actually, whatever, totally. instead of just. Here's Jackie Lee tagging with the newbie guy. Yeah, which has happened. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it was, it was rewarding though, because I wanted that position and I thought I thrived in it, but I needed to step away for a moment. I needed a break to like, just let everything process in my mind. And at that point I was like, I spent hundreds of hours on podcasts and reading books that like, I learned so much. I couldn't apply it in wrestling because I was just being put in this bubble every time that I needed a moment to like step back and enjoy what I was enjoying. I couldn't wait till shows were over because I enjoyed the dinner afterwards and I enjoyed coming back home, playing a game or reading a book or like listen to the news podcast and just chill out. Uh, like, and that's when it clicked like, Oh man, I'm not excited to do the show. I'm excited for when the show's over. So I'm not anxious again. Were you excited in the moment? Like during the match still enjoying that? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, because like I, there was a standard for my matches at that point. Yep. Uh, and I didn't get enough freedom. And here's a few things, like, here's factors that happened in the past. I did, um, as a champion, I did this tag match with uh, Clark and Trigger once. And there was a promo to start. 
which I enjoyed, which led to a dance-off. And it had the crowd going. They loved it. Yeah. I did the worm and, like, we twerked and stuff. It got the crowd invested. Yeah. And then afterwards, Andrew shit on me. He was just like, you can't do that. You're a serious champion. Uh, like, And he, he just buried it. And I was like, well, I got the crowd. That's, like, they came to see that. And, like, it doesn't matter. Next show, they're going to take me seriously. But he didn't see it that way. And then another time came where um, that, that guy, Corba, he, he asked me to do his podcast. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like, I'm a soft-spoken person. I've been waiting for, like, this. Yeah. And when Andrew found out, he was like, all right, I'm going to come up with a bunch of points for you to talk about and put over. Really? And then I declined the podcast. I was like, I can't do it. And, uh, like, he was telling me, I was like, I don't want to be in character for this podcast yeah, promote yeah. this, that's that. I was ready to shoot the breeze like this. And after that, I was like, I can't do it. And I think I started hearing people talk like, oh, and Jackie's like, he doesn't, he's not a good talker. He doesn't really want to do these things. And, the, the local stuff and I was like fuck that's not what I meant <laughs> yeah. but uh, I didn't want to argue I was too busy with other things in life I think with you play, wanting to play up the funny stuff and be able to, to use your voice I think it I have this theory that like wrestling heat in a sense is it's almost dead like almost. there's certain it's ways you can play certain guys yeah. can get there and I think it's because you're in on the act but like overall I think that people want to have fun and be entertained by wrestling not so much Nobody's getting angry at a heel, you know, especially at our level anyways in PCW, I find. We do get it, though, more than we, we think. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, Spiker's a great example. The American thing, like, for some reason that's working. Like, everybody's just in on it, the, the anti-American, or the, he's the American, <laughs> sorry. Pro-American, pro yeah, anti-Canadian kind of thing. That's working, and props, like, that's awesome. But I, I think more, like, people want that fun stuff, like, like that promo you mentioned. Like, just people going out there and trying to create a moment with the audience included rather than just cutting this, here's this yeah. five to ten minute heel promo, just Which listen. Which I never got an opportunity to do, really. Because it was always a group effort, right? When you group were... effort and also, he, he gave me so much words every time. He, yeah. was, he gave me like the paragraph to say, all the points to say. He's like, he did say, say it in your words though, but you know, when you have two minutes to say something that takes two minutes to say... Uh, that's all I could do. I mean, I think I knocked them out of the ballpark every time, but I never had that opportunity, like, because I hear stories of how Angel's connected with the crowd, how Roskill's connected with the crowd, how Kenny, like, I've been in the ring when Kenny connects with the crowd, that I never got that opportunity, even though I was the champion. You would think, like, I can just come out the start of the show and go, hey guys, I'm the champ right now, I'm starting the show, I do what I want. And that's what, like, AJ was doing on TV at that time. Yeah. That's what Kenny could do. So, as me, I mentioned earlier, that's what I compare myself to and want to be like. Yep. That's what I want to do, but I never really get that chance. to be like, okay, if you come out to cut a promo thing, like, you're, you're back and forth to Scott, and then you get interrupted by London's or whatever. Which is, it was, was, was what it was, but anyways, I wanted to break more so than anything because, like, I also thought I was being overexposed to some degree like they were so used to seeing me every show that they knew they're gonna get this good match and this like athletic thing and one new thing and a fun gear yeah that i wasn't getting like pops per se every clap time like i guess the expectation yeah i get them to start cheering jackie at some point usually yeah. which was awesome or pcw but i'd always come out to crickets almost i felt that way like I, my entrance was like dwindled down i thought if i took a break came back then like if I came back the next month with a whole different entrance, it'd be weird. I'd be like, what happened? Like, it's just been a month. <laughs> you speak a lot to the things I go with. So, like, we did the anniversary show, me, Van, and Scorpio triple threat for the title. And at the end of the show, 
everyone was chanting my name instead of anyone else's. Like, that's how the anniversary show ended. And I was like, okay, that's cool. We're going somewhere. Uh, Scorpio Gate, like, despite being, you know, not crisp in the ring with him because he's a totally different style. And for some reason, I feel like we don't mesh well in the ring, uh, chemistry-wise. Uh, he apparently, like, gave me a thumbs up. He's like, you need to push him. So I'm like, okay, we're going somewhere. And then there's some of those shows sometimes you come out, and it is crickets. And I don't know if it's because of what preceded that moment. I don't know if it's because the fans forget what happened over time. Like, I don't know what's going on. But that that's something that plays to me, too, a lot. And it's like, I can get that crowd there eventually in that match, but, like, is there a disconnect? Is it because the crowd's burnt out from what happened? Like, what, you need like, a fun entrance, right? <laughs> and, like, yeah, so, like, I don't know. It's just something creatively that I fight with. Obviously, you had sometimes, right? Yeah. It's it's weird because I think at the latter half, I wasn't feeling, like, creatively satisfied. Yeah. Even though I was in a position where I thought I should have been. Um, but I, if I was ready for, like, a break and... I think I mentioned it last time, but I mentioned it at the start of the year, so it was like January last year. I yeah. was like, uh, like I want to stop. And at that point, I've been wanting to for over a year. I've only told Scott, and I just didn't want to let the boys down, because I was carrying the company at that point. Yeah. I'm just going to say, it sounds selfish, but like, really, <laughs> I was carrying the company at that time. I felt yeah. like you, you weren't fully stepping up at that time compared to now, and like other guys really weren't. And I think people, I was burnt out, too. Like, or I, was I, just, I was just coming back. Yeah, you weren't even out. coming from... You weren't even doing all the shows at that point, right. and a lot of the guys, like, the locker room sometimes was just in a negative space. Like, yeah. after the shows, like, Leo's hurt every show, and, like, people were in a bad mood, people were getting yelled at, and I was trying to hold it together for everyone. I was trying to be the glue, and I was trying to be positive and always bring, like, viewers. I was still the one posting every show, like, come check it out. Here's, like, my social media. Here's my Instagram posts. Uh, here's tr- still trying to break boundaries by getting sponsored and, like things like that Mm -hmm. and I don't know man like I just I was ready to to take a break but come back and then I didn't get that chance and then when I told Andrew in January I thought that I'd stay around till the anniversary show so like three months instead he guilted me into the whole year right (laughs) and uh if if he didn't do that I probably came back by now like honestly because I think AEW would have excited me enough if I got the break when I wanted to. But he, he had, like, you know how he is. He gets really emotional and stuff. So he said stuff like, if you leave now, like, no more PCW. He'd say stuff so dramatic and, like... I get that a you lot, know, yeah. I'm, I'm right there. I'm not going to take it with a grain of salt. I'm going to believe him. And, yeah. like, Scott was there. And Scott's the one that told me to do it. I wasn't going to tell him. But Scott's like, it won't be that bad. The, the show will keep going. And then Andrew just totally... He's like, we should bring the burning out right now. He's yeah. Like, he's like, well, if you're not doing it today, it's, it's over. Like, we're not. He said all that stuff, and Scott was like, quiet, because he didn't expect that to. <laughs> and I was like, well, no, I'm going to do it right now. I just, like, I don't feel it. I'm really anxious before shows, because I'm just not enjoying myself. And, like, I was, I was saying all this stuff, and I can't. he almost looked like he was going to be in tears. I don't know. He was really uh, adamant about the story he written out about the rest of the year, and I just felt bad. I was like, I thought the anniversary would have been perfect to end the high note off of yeah. and give someone else the ball, but he was like, can you do it till, like, November? I was like, I'll be starting school by then. Like, I wanted, I wanted to start all these, the video stuff and my projects that summer. 
but I kept wrestling, so it just ate away my anxiety. I needed escapes all the time because I'd do work and family, which was too much. I had the grammar issue, um, and like Scott was dealing with um, his his thing. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it. His court issue, and and I was stuck wrestling, and my escape was learning, and I didn't have like when I got home after a day. I need to escape. I didn't have, t- like, I didn't feel the willpower anymore to commit to projects that excited me. Right. Like, I was excited by them, but when I came home, I was ready to escape. Yeah. Um, and I think wrestling forced me into that because I needed to step back at that point. I really want to be around. I want to come by every show, cheer the guys on, give some advice backstage if people wanted it, and just, like, give creative input, be agent kind of, and, like, build things up so people... Like, at that point, no one was at my level almost. So I wanted to build people there so I could come back with, like, reason instead of just, like, I want you back because you fill up a good role. Yeah. So I, I pushed myself through, and then, lo and behold, of course, like, I'm not fully into it. No offense, not Matt.